Hello, hello, hello. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I am your host, Ryan Ruff. Homer, Private Wealth Advisor, is standing by. He'll be joining me with in just a moment, and we're going to be diving into another wealth management-related conversation here on the show today. But before we bring Homer out, I want to set the scene for what you can expect on today's episode. Uh, look, the people that you know in your life can play a big part in the amount of success you achieve, both in business and in your personal life. But for contacts to be important, uh, you know, and important and valuable to your success overall, you need to develop powerful relationships with them. Uh, relationships that can also be so powerful that both sides are benefiting from it and everybody is reaping the rewards. So that's really the focal point of today's conversation. We're going to be exploring some key ways to make that happen. Today's episode entitled Seven Steps to Powerful Professional Relationships. So before we dive into this and get started, let's go ahead and say hey to Homer. Homer, it's good to see you today. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Ryan. I'm doing well. Glad to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a good one. Hey, uh, you know, we've heard the age old adage, right? It's not what you know, but who you know. I mean, how many times have we heard that one? But Homer, while it's not necessarily entirely true, uh, it is the case for the relationships that they really can bring, uh, you know, absolutely vital success to your life, your, you know, your business. Give me your opening thoughts on this idea. Yeah, I think uh, the power of professional relationships, not only important, but really uh, what I've seen, it's it's really the foundation um, of the tremendous uh, success that you know multimillionaires and billionaires have achieved. And you know, oftentimes, again, from our experience, it's it's really their ability to, to connect interpersonally uh, with other professionals, and then really motivate them to uh, bring more success to them and and help them achieve more is really where a, a lot of that uh, the outcomes um, come from. From that, and they're you know. The most successful people are just extremely good at, at developing those relationships. Well, let's drill down a little bit into this. Then, what what are those highly successful people doing? Uh, you know, to both connect and, of course, motivate other people along the way, because motivation does play a factor here. Yeah, I, I think you know one thing to really keep in mind is it's not rocket science. You know, it's not magic. It might, might feel like it when you watch it happen sometimes, but you know, in my experience in, in watching it happen uh, live, is you know one thing I see the most. Um, that that really leads to it is um, you've got to be passionate. Um, you know, if you're watching this, you know you're probably very driven to succeed, and and you really believe in what you're doing, um, and it really matters to you. And so, um, if you're able to communicate that enthusiasm to others and really enroll them into you know this path that you're on, um, they're going to be more. They're going to look for ways to try to help you and work with you. And so, you know, as you're thinking through this, you might ask yourself, you know. What is it about your business uh, and other endeavors that you're in that you're most passionate about? Um, and once you have that, it's it, what I, you know. There's all this Simon Sinek and this idea of why. You know, if you really understand your why and you can really express that why, you're going to be able to better enroll people in in motivating them to to follow you and and help you. Sure, sure, Homer. Uh, you know, I mean, passion, you can see and feel even somebody's passion when you're in the room discussing a topic with them. But how does somebody take their level of passion that they have for something and then go that next step? And that's and that's convey it so that they're getting other people on board with that same level of passion. Yeah, in my experience, you know, really, you've got to engage in meaningful dialogue with others. And really what I mean by that is in, in the professional situations that you're in, you know, how one-sided is the conversation? 
Um, are you, are, is it free flowing or, you know, is it you, you know, trying to really push your ideas and your thoughts and, and what I've seen and, and, and what I've seen other successful professionals recognize is, you know, the more open the dialogue is, the more free flowing it is, um, the more um, it, it's give and take in the conversations. Uh, and if you really are focused on the right topics, uh, you know, if you're talking about something that clearly the other party isn't interested in, they're not going to engage. And really uh, what I found is, is being curious where you're the one asking more questions. Uh, most successful people like to talk about themselves, but they're almost always competing for that ability to do that. And so everyone's just trying to get their, their kind of piece in edgewise. But if you really focus on being curious and asking questions and being genuinely curious about the answers, what you're often going to find is people are going to wrap up that meeting and say, gosh, that, that was like the best conversation I've ever had. Um, and it's because you just let them talk about themselves the whole time and were curious. So I think that's a, a huge component of it. No, that's a really good point there. Uh, and uh, there, the other age old adage is walking the walk and then talk or talking the talk and then walking the walk. That is Homer does this idea then of, the, of that give and take conversation that feels mutually beneficial to both sides. Does it extend beyond just the conversation, you know, into the actions, the idea of walking the walk. Talk to me about this front. Yeah. It's, so I, I do think um, that is critically important to all of this and, and beyond the curiosity just being interested in what they're all about. Uh, I think if you actually go out of your way uh, to build powerful relationships and by finding a way to help them accomplish their most important goals um, is going to accelerate the success of this. And, you know, as part of being curious, if you're able to really you know, understand what's most important uh, to the other professionals you're working with, you know, what are their goals? What are they trying to achieve? What do they want their business to look like? What kind of clients are, are they looking um, to work with? And what kind of value do they want to bring to them? Um, that's going to be, you know, hugely impactful. And it seems so simple, but the, the way you do that is by being more direct and asking those questions. And again, just being curious about the answers to those. So, so yeah, I think that much more than just being curious, it's, it's actually diving into specifically what they're looking to achieve and then directly trying to help them be successful with that. Yeah, no, no, I like this a lot. Homer, I can see how, obviously that approach of, of giving something to get something in return. You know, there's there's value there. It makes sense. It's mutually beneficial. Any other ways that come to mind for you in terms of enlisting people, enlisting these folks that you're trying to develop that powerful relationship with in, mo you know, in and motivating them to help you and, and further this idea of reciprocity? Yeah, and I see it in our world, you know, working with a lot of really important professionals that also work with our clients, whether it be attorneys or accountants, but I think it also works in, in most other professionals as well as, as an idea of, of providing an economic clue. And, you know, so again, a question to ask yourself, if you think about how this might fit in your scenario is, you know, how do other people make money working with me and, and doing what I want them to do? And once you understand uh, the respective incentives involved, so, you know, thinking through, you know, what's in it for them, uh, it's going to allow you to then help design a, a support mechanism with working with them that's going to provide a financial incentive for them to want to do that. And so, again, it's this idea of economic glue. And so when I think about it from our world, when I work with an attorney um, or an accountant, there's oftentimes because of just the nature of their work, um, 
it's harder for them sometimes to do direct planning with their clients and being overly proactive about the future because they're so focused on what's going on right now with the client. And if we can help them identify ways to bring more value to their clients, and it might save them some additional taxes, or it might uh, put them in a position to be better protected from a, from a, a lawsuit or a risk, um, that's really a good outcome for the client. And it's going to lead to a deeper financial engagement uh, for that other professional. And so I think those are things that um, you got to think through to, to are there ways you can provide that again, whether it's in our industry or, or in you know, something completely separate from financial services, but, um, but it's that econ economic glue uh, that really drives a lot of value. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, this is good. And I appreciate that example. That was a good example there of, of how you lean on, on, you know, a lawyer or accountant. Uh, I like that a lot. Homer, we're doing, we're talking a lot about these kind of direct strategies that somebody can utilize to, to generate and, and cultivate these powerful professional relationships. But in your experiences, are there any softer, more nuanced elements of this process in terms of building and fostering that powerful relationship? Any, anything here come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I think underneath all of this, you know, underlying everything we're talking about is building trust in these relationships mm. and really fostering a high degree of trust. I think it's, it's, you can't, I think, build a really good, powerful, long-term relationship if you don't trust the other professionals that you're working closely with. And, and oftentimes what trust comes down to is things like integrity. And so you actually believe that person is honest and reliable. Uh, they have to be technically capable. So you, you, you would, do not want to put another professional in front of your own client if you don't believe they can deliver. And then so yourself, you have to be technically capable that if someone's going to trust you, that you have to be able to deliver on that. And then you have to be responsive. And so if you can combine integrity, you know, highly technical, technical skill and being very responsive, it's, it's going to go a long way towards quickly building trust in that relationship. Um, and, you know, being that go-to person uh, you know, for that other professional. Homer, you said something interesting there, though. Quickly building trust. I think that's a that's a hard thing to do because I, I feel like in most instances of my life, and I'm sure you can attest to the same. Most of the time, trust is built over a longer span of time. So, for let's say maybe some new professional relationships that you're in the process of developing, and you want to build that trust, what could somebody do to maybe move that process along a little quicker than that? You know, than maybe they're used to. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, mean, I definitely said you know build it more quickly uh, because I think that's the important component of it is um, trust does take time to build. And, you know, I think some of the, the, the more simple things is, is, you know, try not to prove how perfect you are, right? And, and admitting that there are some imperfections and that there's things that, um, you know, are different about you. And, you know, one of the most successful consultants that I work with, um, he goes out of his way to point out his flaws, his imperfections, his oddities, um, as, as well, he regularly makes fun of himself. Um, in the meetings that we do. And what I see, you know, it's as I've been working with him, learning from him and, and building the same kind of relationship with him, it's obvious that the clients and the way they react to him, that it, this works extremely well. And they immediately let their guards down because he is, is doing that as well. So it's things like, you know, quickly apologizing and taking responsibility when you make a mistake that's impacting somebody else, being willing to ask for help um, instead of always thinking or trying to prove or show that you have all the answers, um, sharing a problem that you're going through and, and trying to get different points of view on it. Um, and then I think, you know, again, what I see from the consultant that I work with is, is the ability to be self-deprecating 
and and bring humor in uh, not only when you make an error but even before that and just humanize humanize yourself as a, as a part of the process oh no homer this is good stuff overall and, and as we're kind of bringing our conversation to a head homer i think uh one one of the big takeaways here is that there's really is there's some steps right to de developing these you know powerful professional relationships but they aren't terribly complex along the way and they don't necessarily require training or specialized skills any final thoughts with regard to this idea that look there are things you can be doing they're not that difficult it's just you got to do them frankly to be able to develop these relationships yeah 100 uh, what i would say is yeah i would think that nothing that we've talked about today or anything that i've shared are, are not things that pretty much everybody that's watching you know they've heard it before right so what's different and what you know the, the the common adage is you know successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do and in this case it's just applying these ideas consistently and systematically so that's really at the end of the day you know building these powerful relationships over time is, is taking these ideas and just making sure you're practicing and doing it on a consistent basis going into a meeting and, and as you prepare as you walk in you know, tell yourself to be curious, tell yourself to be self-deprecating and, and really focus on actually consistently and systematically implementing these ideas. This is great, Homer. Uh, look, I know you have a lot of conversations like these with your business owner clients, folks that you advise, yes, in a wealth management perspective, but also just a greater business sense. For folks out there in our audience who you know, let's say this conversation resonated with them. They could use maybe more conversations like it. The idea of, of learning some skills and strategies to enhance their professional relationships. Maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team just to open up a dialogue on this. Homer, what would be the best way they can get in touch with you? you know, I think there's a couple thoughts I have on that. And, and mm -hmm. you know, to be honest, I think the people that I have the most success with in this arena are those uh, accountants and attorneys that work with you know, high net worth families and business owners. And we've just had a lot of success in, in a lot of these ideas and implementing them. And there's a, a couple of things I would, I would consider. One is we actually did write a book on this um, called uh, Optimizing the Financial Lives of Clients, where we dive into, um, this one was really focused on accountants and CPAs and really how to think through adding more value uh, to your relationships uh, with your existing clients and, and how working with other professionals can really enhance that. Um, and then what we are doing, we, we are working with a number of other professionals and helping them think through how to replicate and accelerate some of that success we're having and building those relationships and building that kind of trust. And so, you know, if you want to reach out, if you're an accountant, an attorney, you want to accelerate the growth of your business and really develop these same kind of relationships, we'd, we'd love to talk with you uh, about what we're doing. Feel free to reach out, email me uh, at the email that you'll see on the screen here. Um, and we'd love to talk about it. Fantastic. Well, Homer, look, I know you're a busy guy. You got clients to serve and we'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you, you know, carving some time out to jump into this, you know, at the end of the day, building these relationships. It goes back to that saying that we mentioned at the top of the show. It's not what you know, it's who you know. While yes, that's not entirely true. There's a lot of validity inside that quote. So appreciate you, Homer, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. And hey, folks, uh, before we let Homer go and say goodbye, we want to say one final thank you to you guys, our audience, for stopping by and being with us on the show today. If you took anything away from today's conversation or you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you check this out on. That way you never miss out on another great conversation between Homer, myself, one of our featured guests, and we where we, uh, we tackle different wealth management topics here on the show. Before Homer, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate 
appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services.